podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting what I know about Alex? And I'm just like, well, you could talk about that, and I'm getting nothing. Welcome to the movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Uh, movie, wow. movie number, I don't even know, 26? Wow, 26, really? Uh, Tiggs here, and with me as always, Russ. Hi. Peter. Hi. And Alex. I'm a bunny. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and this week we're going to be discussing uh, Killing Them Softly and first, Rise of the Guardians. So can we get the Russ down for Rise? Sure. Rise of the Guardians, directed by Peter Ramsey. Aw. What an evil spirit. Why do we feel bad for him? No, I was. I thought it was going to be Peter Smith, and then it was Peter Ramsey. So. Yeah, no. Uh, when an evil spirit, Pitch, launches an assault on Earth, the immortal Guardians team up to protect the innocence of children all around the world. Yeah. The, the evil Great. Pitch, perfect. Oh uh, yeah. Um. So, so this is a DreamWorks movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and uh, DreamWorks for me are kind of on doing, trying to do something a little bit different because they realize they can't be Pixar. Right. And no one will ever be Disney proper. And trying to keep making pop culturey sacks of shit. Yeah. Isn't gonna work either. No, I think Long-term. I think yeah. After after even just the third track, they were like, okay, this is this isn't a business plan that's gonna work anymore. Yeah. But. DreamWorks definitely is. They they found their own footing in the last couple of years, and it's been pretty pretty good for the most part. With you know, yeah, it, Dragon being the top of that list. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because they've done they've like taken some risks and done some things differently, but I still don't think they've like singularly nailed like one vision as to like where their movies are going to go. They've kind of like tried some stuff out, like which is fine. But um, is the Croods them? Yeah, really. And that's, that's oh where, yeah, and that's where my concern lies. That movie looks like ass. Yeah, <laughs> they've been really going, to, especially with Rise of the Guardians and How to Train Your Dragon. They've been looking to get like the younger male demographic that Marvel's just been living off of. Yep, right. I think a lot of studios have like we've even talked about it. Like you know, thirteen. The question for the even, male demo is like that. Might, like, that could yeah. be a movie in and of itself. Like nine to fifteen year old males. Why <laughs> watch that movie, Russ? <laughs> nine to fifteen year old males like spend a shit ton of money on toys and stuff like that, but there's really no specifically directed movies. And then Marvel came along and have gobbled up that uh, market. Yep. And I think DreamWorks is finally like, you know what? Let's hit that because there's money in it. Right. And yeah. and they started to do you know still some pop culture. Um, it's a little bit more actiony. Yeah. And really just trying to make a, like a cool looking, you know, yeah. adventure film. But, but I think that, like, again, like, uh, animation wise, uh, you know, they've been doing some cool stuff. I think their, their use of, you know, 3d for how to train your dragon is honestly probably better than any of the, you know, Pixar 3d. Yeah. Um, I, I love their 3d from, and I like the movie. No one else did, uh, monsters versus aliens. I thought that, I, oh, I love that. Movie. I, I liked it. That movie was great. It was like just a fun movie. It was, yeah. It was just like dumb, fun, silly, and it was you know just literally what and the like title cool was. Monsters, like yeah, a lot of like in jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 hitting that you know the thing that Pixar does does so well is which you know older people can enjoy because it doesn't it doesn't sort of joke down to people, right? 
as much as you know they used to, which would just be like some sure. anime would just like treat everyone like a eight year old, no right. matter who saw it, and you would just have to kind of try to live with it. So then you 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 enter Rise of the Guardians, which sort of plays as a holiday Avengers, like ostensibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I mean that's that's exactly <laughs> holiday Avengers for kids, which like is an excellent formula on paper. Um, I think the movie kind of lost me a little bit in that maybe like some movies just aren't for me. Huh. Um, I, I feel like I might have liked this movie a little bit more if I was younger, but I, I just think like the giving a fuck about like caring about. The imagination and youth and shit like that just <laughs> that kind of fell flat for me which was exactly what the oh, movie yeah. Oh. yeah but, no, but I, I, I like the story of, of Jack and I liked his backstory and I like, and like how he ended up there his backstory was like awesomely dark for a kid but yeah. just, I liked that um, that really surprised me like I really I did not expect the movie to go there with it and, and that was really cool I think kind of what what lost it for me maybe is that I kind of felt, felt felt like the motivation for all the characters was kind of bullshit. Uh, if they forget about us, then well, then what? So what? They forgot about you because <laughs> you grow up. Because people grow up, right? And being an adult isn't evil and wrong. But it seemed like their only their only motivation to protect children was for their own self interest. Maybe I was reading too much into the movie. <laughs> but it just seemed like oh no. If, yeah. if, they forget about us, then we're dead. We're dead. We're dead. Yeah. But I fade away. We're we're just gonna walk around like ghosts. Yeah, big fucking deal. Like whatever. Like what's wrong with That's being a ghost? Cross, you kill people. Yeah, seriously. I've seen those yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I, I I like some of the message, uh, some of some of the deeper stuff too. Like, yeah, granted, I, I really enjoyed uh, Jack Frost's pretty brutal backstory. Yeah, but. <clears throat> that's that's revealed, but I like I like how they really took any religious meanings out of all the characters. Yeah, that's true. yeah. it would have been not for Jews. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. It kind of well, I mean, like it's pretty much um, it's still mainly Christian stuff in terms yeah, of like. But I mean, but but I like that they had all the guardians stood for something. Uh, I mean, uh, not like like, like hope, wonder, yeah, joy. Um, yeah, Santa, Santa. Holy, I mean, not even called. Well, I'm going to talk about that later, but he's not even called Santa. But um, yeah. uh, North, um, North is, is about wonder. Sandman's about dream. The Tooth Fairy is about uh, memory. <laughs> is Sandman just kind of like his? Is just kind of on the nose, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I think for Sandman, they just ran out of big budget names to get. So yeah, like, ah, you can be silent. And but I, I would say I the animation revolving around Jack flying around, but also around like what Sandman's fights. I yes. thought was incredible. Yeah, yes, oh, definitely. That ended up being like, and I'm sure for kids, like that was the one you came away from the. If you're not a dick kid and, and just love <laughs> love uh, Jack Frost, not a dick I, like, kid. Cool kids like the Sandman, the best. You guys. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> oh, it's all weird. It's um, all weird. But Alex I think overall, like, robot. <laughs> what? Your sound sounds like a robot right now. I always sound like a robot. That's true. No, it's just Alex. <laughs> I just talk like robots now. That's fine. Uh, so uh, let's just go to the rating, and we'll say whatever else we need to say when we rate it. All right, sounds good, Alex. Robot, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> um. 
I uh, I give this um, three and a half. Uh, 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 North. Sure. Santa's. Oh, no, wait, no. Bad tribal tattoos. Uh, <laughs> because uh, the Easter Bunny and um, and North uh, both had really bad tribal tattoos. Um, and I don't know why that's like when you redesign like characters that's something that that you need to do to give make them edgy uh but actually i did like this movie um i do agree with russ that a lot of the themes and things like that uh just don't play as you get older yeah um quite as well but i still think that it's really nice animation um some some good action and the cast is pretty solid um i think you know uh, they don't make like a big deal like alec baldwin you know being alec baldwin they just kind of let him do his like vaguely eastern european santa uh, which is good, and it's um, and it's fun, and it's like you know, and it's cute. It's something that like I would definitely like, you know, would recommend to like younger relatives and things like that. And it's like a totally uh, fine movie to watch, you know, around around the holidays and things like that. I think it's um, I think it's good. <laughs> nice, uh, Ross. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna give it three useless elves. Um, <laughs> Because I felt like the elves were supposed to be comic relief for younger kids, but they didn't do enough to really be that. Um, they were like minions in Despicable Me if minions didn't do anything. <laughs> um, and I love Despicable Me. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, like I, I give it a three. I think it's a uh, completely average, not necessarily in a bad way movie. I feel like if I was younger, I might like this more. Or if we didn't, like, live in an age where kids, like, don't believe in any of this shit anymore. <laughs> and, like, know definitively that their parents get them shit. Like, I think this movie maybe 20 years ago, or not 20, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, like, I think this would have been a hit. Because right now it actually isn't. It's not doing that great, which is odd. Yeah. I, I thought it was enjoyable. I thought the animation was great. I thought the backstory with Jack was, like, the kind of stuff I like seeing in in kids' movies, the kind of, like, stuff where, like, a kid might have to have a conversation with their parents afterwards. I kind of like mo- like movies when they when they push that envelope a little bit. I love when the Easter Bunny got little. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. That was really yeah, cute. That, was, that was awesome. It's so cheesily predictable, but I liked it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I thought the bad guy was good. But, again, I just, my, maybe my adult brain couldn't get past the fact that Kids growing up and not believing in Santa or any of that stuff anymore is not bad because that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, you guys are- you're kind of the weird kid if you do believe in Santa when you get to those kids' age." Yeah, yeah that's that true. Kid that still believed in him, like that kid is weird. Uh, you fucking feel bad for that kid. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that motherfucker don't know the world is harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's totally, totally worth seeing if you're a kid. Um, I think this is one of those ones that like. Skew's a little younger. I, uh, I feel yeah. like if I was above the age of 10, I'd be like, no. But it's still, still totally something, like, if you had to, like, you know, like, you're hanging out with, like, a nephew or something like that, and you had to go to, like, the movies, it's totally fine to see. And you'll have Yeah, to- it's not, it's not going to make me, like, want to blow my brains out. It's yeah. not like a Madagascar yeah. where when I, when I see, when I watch a movie like that with a kid, I'm like, what is wrong with you? At least this, I get. <laughs> the kids are dumb there but like i like a movie that reminds me that kids aren't like absolutely stupid yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Pete, what do you think? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go side with Alex. I'm going to give it three and a half cupcakes. Because uh, there's there's that one creepy girl who you think is going to be creepy, and then it's just a normal girl. And it's almost oh, awkward for the rest of the time. She was, like, set up as a bully and is just their friend. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. It's so weird. Uh, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, and as we kind of hinted out, it was nice. That, like, they never called Santa Claus Santa. Yeah. Which was really interesting. And then kind of, like, it really took all the religious out of it, especially since, you know, which is weird because Santa isn't religious, really. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it was, and, and, but, and strangely enough, Santa really became the weakest character in the film. Uh, but I really enjoyed it, like, absolutely. Like, if, if you got to watch a movie with a kid, this is, is absolutely should be close to the top of the list if you have to watch, like, if, if it's on a pile of other crap. And I like that Russ said Madagascar because even just in that trailer when Chris Rock Zebra starts dancing polka dot oh. it, that's like cringeworthy it's like why i get why kids laugh but why are we doing that like kid, kids can be as stupid or as smart as you let them yeah and this is a movie that that like kind of like invites them to be a little bit smarter and i i enjoy any movie that suffers from the movie santa conundrum in which uh so santa has to be real and, and i like that they move away that like there's no parents involved like oh santa's not real when there is this is a world with a santa when this kid's been getting presents from no one for years <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and like and the, the parents aren't terrified by that yeah oh yeah the christmas morning is going to be the most the, the scariest time because parents wake up and find all these presents they didn't give their <laughs> who kids. is in our house that's what i love about the santa claus movie when in, uh, with Tim Allen and the mom's like, there's no such thing as Santa. I was like, who brought all these presents then? Yeah. Because this is a, Santa is actually real. <laughs> if you think about it, it hurts your head. I, I know you yeah. actually really just ruined a lot of things for me right now. Yeah, kind of. Yes. So try to spend cool. time thinking about how that logic works while Tiggs talks. Um, okay, so I am going to give this uh, three dead pixies. I thought this was actually... I like this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. I, I really didn't even want to see this movie. And uh, I went into it and I laughed a lot. I, I really liked the, the Tooth Fairy. Uh, I really liked the Sandman a lot. Uh, I thought the backstories were really good. Uh, just for, like, Jack. And just, like, sort of him figuring out what's going on. And just, like, discovering uh, who he was. And, and kind of how he becomes to be... Uh, to be Jack is really interesting. And I thought that was a great take on it. Um, it is a kid's movie though. This is like a, it's a very kiddie movie. Not, not more so than Madagascar or something, but it definitely less so than uh, a paranormal, which we talk about a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's definitely one of those movies that you can just kind of put on with, with a nephew, like Alex was saying, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's, it's very funny. And yeah, it's like a good afternoon movie. I I, I agree. Uh, so next up, good afternoon movie. (laughs) I actually like the term afternoon movie for this. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Thank you. Um, uh, next up, we have Killing Them Softly. <laughs> to go from inspirational to the opposite. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> All right. Killing Them Softly, directed by Andrew Dominic. Jackie Kogan is an enforcer hired to restore order after three dumb guys <laughs> rob a mob-protected card game. 
causing the local criminal economy to collapse. I just like that it says three dumb guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Did did the local criminal economy collapse? I don't remember that happening. I think yeah, I don't think it was. I think by mentioning that they kind of, well, they it's mentioned in the movie, but I feel like having that in the description kind of takes a lot of the weight of what the movie was trying to do out from under it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I, I think what was a case of a. a De- a, a decent idea mm-hmm. over directed yes way over directed man uh, i'm trying to think there was a movie last year that i would love to um it might have been last year that i would love, love to uh really uh compare this to and it's been bothering me for like two weeks i can't think of what it Anybody was it's just it, like but... oh just like there was this movie that i thought was really great that idea that just like everything it could have i don't know um but yeah it, it it's 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 definitely not the Brad Pitt starring vehicle that you might think it is from the trailers, <clears throat> and it and it kind of tells you that in the opening seconds. Really, the the uh, titles sequence is pretty jarring. Yeah, yeah, really which I, I enjoyed it though. And that you you watch the first fifteen twenty minutes of this movie, being like, "Wow, this is going to be something a lot better than I thought it was going to be. This is going to be something way more interesting," <clears throat> because they're showing me this some like this little part part about it that I wasn't expecting and then it goes to beat you over the head yeah. with, its, yeah. with its surprise um, theme and you just you, you just can't take it you really can't and yeah. I this movie is short as shit yeah, because it if it was any longer I would have been like alright I'm not an idiot I got what you're trying <laughs> it, to do this is borderline offensive it, 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 anybody is this stupid and even things like having like Johnny Cash's like the man comes around when Brad Pitt shows up in the trailer, yeah. I was like, oh, that's just something stupid they put in for the trailer to like hit you over the head with it. No, that's in the movie. Yeah, and then they it have really people doing that heroin that. to the song Heroin. Yeah. What? I don't, just, I don't think sleep. anyone can do heroin in a film without Velvet Underground playing in the background. Well, you pick another yeah, song. Yeah, you pick a different song. It's like Sweet Jane is in the background or okay. something like that, but not heroin. So, so the movie is overdirected. We can agree right off the top. Yeah, but I think well, it, where it does work is in the dialogue. Like, okay. I think the dialogue of what, like any scene with Brad Pitt and Richard Jenkins, I loved. Yeah, I thought the two like uh, small time criminals who like uh, hit the mob, the the game. I thought they were really, really interesting, and it was like. There's a lot of really good like character actor work in, in, in this mm. movie, yeah. but it annoyed me because it didn't come together to make like one of those like classic crime films, which it easily could have been if it did a few things differently. Well, yeah. I I wonder something because uh, the main thing they hit over the head with is it like takes place in like 2008 as the economy's like collapsing and like the bailout has to has to be like passed, and, and it's always like yeah, in the election, and it's always like people talking about how you know bad stuff is um and i wonder if like that's almost was done for like, like posterity's sake so like maybe people like 10 years from now have context to it right but like but as like someone that lived through that time i didn't have the radio on non-stop at key moments <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking 20 times like these people did yeah, I mean, uh, strange enough, like, Richard Jenkins was one of my favorite parts of the film, because I think he's a, like, phenomenal actor, 
And I really like the whole idea of like like the mob slash like whatever criminal element they were talking about being like really going under and having to be run like a like a business that was losing money right. by almost consultants and yeah. yeah. This is a way that you've never really seen that. I thought that was so interesting, but with his scenes, they would have like as Alex was saying, like radio programs or speeches in the background that just beat you over the head and really ruined I think really interesting moments for that mm-hmm. film throughout whenever Richard Jenkins is talking to Brad Pitt. They should have just it, ended it. Like that would have been the best solution. Because I have the opening and the ending. Yep. Take that's that's the thing as I watched it, I'm like, if if you heard that in the beginning and in the end, you would have gotten you would have gotten the point and it would have made the rest of your like again, this movie undermines itself, which is annoying because I'm like, oh, here's a good movie that doesn't know it could be, so it's trying to be something else. And it's really, really annoying, because I'm like, but, like, everything about it, like, there's some really cool scenes, there's some, like, really cool shots, people dying that I haven't seen in, in different ways, and just having that, like, incessant radio play in the background of eights and, like, shit like that, it was, it was obnoxious. It took me out of the movie every it- single it makes it feel like a student film. Yep. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't have guessed, like, I would not have guessed, look, this movie seems like it would have been a movie that the guy directed before the assassination of Jesse James, which, in my opinion, is, like, a almost perfect I, I love that movie. Yeah. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah. Because it's four <laughs> hours long. So long. Parts just to get you through it. But, but that movie, like, this movie seems way more unpolished than that. Almost like you would this first. Yeah, like the sheer amount of continuity errors in that one scene with him and James Gambolfini uh, meeting and having drinks at the bar yeah. drove me crazy. There were glasses that How, were drank yeah. and then not drank, and then drinks yeah. would come and then be there. Drinks were like drank and then would disappear, reappear. I, and like I kept going back, and I didn't notice anybody else. Newton. Notice it, it was that obvious. It drove me crazy. I kept saying, wait, Brad Pitt only ordered one drink. Why does he have another drink? He never ordered another drink. And like, and it, and it ruined it because, like, really, James Gandolfini really played this character who who was kind of like seeing something that you really didn't see the whole yeah. rest of the movie and <laughs> interesting and really different that sort of character and, and mm-hmm. a role for him that was just ruined by really shitty well, script supervisor. And then it was dropped. Yeah, completely. Well, yeah. no, but I mean, I get kind of what they were doing with it in a way. Like, yeah. they wanted to show, you know, they already had, like, you know, the bringing in the expert type thing and just having them come unraveled as well and being affected by everything and just, like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was interesting, but again, like, I think, like, some of the ways that the scenes were executed just felt so weird that, like, it took me out of it. And... I thought I thought he gave a good performance. No, uh, yeah, I mean yeah. the best part of this movie is the acting. I think all the acting is great. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, James Gandolfini was just another example of what they were just trying to do of how real life um, politics and really real life society could act um, almost fantasized uh, crime, like yeah. how we like see that in the movies. But here's like kind of that happen if it's actually real life. And I thought, it, 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 you know, it had so much potential. Really. And like that, that's what frustrating about this movie. It's it, it took such a brilliant premise at the surface, like 
this isn't just like a, a mafioso movie like we're used to, which shows like, hey, these people are also real people. But it just like collapses on itself mm-hmm. so so many times, and it. it and it, there's so it's, it's almost like an experimental film. Like I think student film works so well because like there's some cool scenes that don't like really fit. Like people die differently, and like it's shot different. And the the scene where um, uh, Russell, the uh, the Australian dirty scumbag, oh my god, so greasy, coming <laughs> in and out. Like that was cool, but it did like fit. none of this stuff fit together to make a movie. But I think that was complete, and it had so many strong elements, which I think is really unfortunate. Yeah. And the second movie this year to uh, have a criminal organization about dog stealing, so that was interesting. <laughs> sad that Tom Waits was nowhere to be found. Yeah, that was the that was the sad part. About it. One of these movies that is far superior. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so you guys want to rate it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, Russ, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna just give it three piles of shit. <laughs> uh, the piles of shit just come from the fact that the dog stealing guy I could smell him through the <laughs> yeah. and that's what I imagine he smelled like I think the movie was atmospheric I think I I know it was filmed in New Orleans and like it like I don't know it was shot well it looked great um, the acting was awesome a lot of the writing was really, really... Well, a lot of the dialogue was really, really strong. Yeah. It's just the movie falls apart on itself by being by being heavy-handed. Like, this almost seems like a movie that somebody wrote when they were younger and just never changed. Because, well, like, novel, you right? grew up with change a lot of the movie just because you're, like, you're not... You think you're smarter than everybody and you're not when you're young. Um, and like that's what the kind of attitude I got from this from this film is like someone's trying to be so fucking smart and it ends up just being stupid. Yeah. Uh, um, I gave it a three because I think it is totally worth seeing for uh, a lot of other elements. Um, but ultimately, like you're smarter than this movie want to think it is. So three. Uh, all right, uh, Pete. What do you think? Uh, wait, did you say Pete? Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. Whatever. Uh, I'm gonna just give it a two and a half uh, puking Ray Liotas. Nice. Because um, you know it, when it did things well, it really did things well. Um, I think Ray Liotta had played a very interesting character that kind of played against type of his usual um, sort of mob characters. And then the same thing that James Gandolfini did, just showing how really shitty life can actually become for them. And and the scene in which he gets beat up in the rain, I thought was awesome. Yep. Yeah, and I thought he was great, and and I loved. And even though it sounds so cheesy in the trailer, when Brad Pitt's character, it, just in the trailer, like I like to kill him softly from afar. Every single time that sense. happened, though, it really worked, and it made like a ton of sense for mm-hmm. his one, one speech at the beginning. And and I just you know I I wish this movie was done, even just forty percent differently and i would have loved it yep yeah uh alex yeah i i'm gonna agree with russ on this i'm gonna give this a three oh gosh darn it uh <laughs> oh wait brad, gosh, brad pitt, brad pitt <laughs> yeah three gosh darn it. no three brad pitt's being way too cool 
<laughs> uh, like for like wherever he goes in this, he's just like just playing it like whatever uh, for so much of it, and obviously it's summed up in his in his final speech. But um, uh, I think that again, not enough can be said. Uh, you know, with with, with how good the the people are in this movie. Um, but we're beating it over the head, much like they did to us, huh? uh, with just how much this movie gets close but misses the mark. Uh, and it's totally worth watching. I think it's it's definitely something uh, to stream or anything like that. Maybe it's not worth you know thirteen bucks if you're living you know in a city like New York. Uh, but it's still it's still a neat movie uh, and tries to do something with you know, a genre we've all seen a lot of. Nice. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to echo Peter and give this two and a half unseen characters. Lines drawn. (laughs) Uh, This movie could have been, I guess, I mean, we've all kind of been saying the same thing, but this this movie could have been really great. Uh, there's the acting in this movie is just incredible, and it's worth seeing just for the characters and the and the moments that they have. Uh, there, it's a lot of terrible people doing terrible things, uh, and the dialogue is terribly, terribly, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, terribly. Uh, and there's a lot of good dialogue, but there's also kind of a lot of bad dialogue where I just feel like they were trying too hard to be cool uh, with their dialogue scenes. It's just like, all right, yeah, we get it. Uh, we get we we understand that this is this is like the hitman on his break uh fucking conversation that we're having right now uh but i think i would have liked the movie more if like all the themes that they have been hitting you over the head with the entire fucking movie uh weren't just like explained in the last 45 seconds of the movie in Brad Pitt's monologue that is also like in the fucking trailer uh don't i th- think that monologue you don't hate that monologue I, I don't hate that monologue, oddly enough. It just, I just hate it after watching the movie. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think the monologue is good, but I, I just hate I hate where it's placed in the movie. I, I just, I hate that it's just like, like it's just like a period, or it's just the punctuation of the movie. And it's just like, yeah, we fucking know. We've been watching you the whole goddamn time. You've been hitting her over the head. We've been watching uh, the fucking, we've literally been watching the presidential like debates and and the uh, and like the celebration afterwards uh, like yeah. on TV. This is crazy that you that you're showing us all this like pre-recorded footage that uh, is just sending this message and it's just it's really kind of uh, it's too much, too much. Yeah, in it's, ninety it's, minutes. It's, it's like uh, if a magician was doing a trick and right before they ripped the curtain, they said how they did it at the same. time. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's true. It's like, oh, my assistant got this box and I drove sore through it. Uh, let's open it up, even though she jumped it up the other side. <laughs> no, I think I think uh, you summed it up pretty well. Yeah, I think that was pretty <laughs> much it. Uh, yeah. So. All right, let's do some housekeeping, guys. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. dot com. You can follow us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. Uh, you can email us your uh, comments, complaints, questions, queries, or your fake movie Fridays to moviemoviepodcast at gmail dot com. And you can rate us on iTunes if you search for Priest and the Beekeeper because that's who we are—an improv troupe that has a improv uh, variety show the third Thursday of every month at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City at well nine thirty p.m. this coming month. But we're going to be changing the time slot soon we do the show with our good friend and uh, stand-up zach broussard uh it's a lot of fun we invite some stand-ups we invite some improv groups and we all drink so you guys should come out and enjoy the show with us so how you guys doing pretty good how'd you like the show it was great 
You know what? Actually, I think it drove home its points a little too much. <laughs> you think it was just a little, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was a little, you know what? It was, it was uh, a little preachy. A little preachy. Yeah, do you want to, do you want to sum it all up for us? <laughs> it just kind of felt flat like it way for me. Really, I think, like, Tiggs' backstory is, like, pretty deep, and I, that, I do enjoy that that was there. But that Alex guy was, like, so top layer. Well, but, obviously, I found him I gotta say, just just some of like the angles that Peter gets are just like kind of incredible, honestly, and just like the uh, the the, uh, the scene work is perfect. Yeah. and it's amazing how time and time again, uh, Russ, when he gets a role, no matter if it's like five minutes of a movie or like an hour, he just like he just he kills it. And can we be can we be honest? In three D, Alex looks good. Honestly, regular D. <laughs> Not into 3D. No, 3D good. That, yeah, it just works totally. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week on the Movie Movie Podcast. Oh God, that was still in it.